the Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. This is Deb Harrison of PicklePongDeb.com. And here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Deb, and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen. I am your host, and yes, it happens to me, it happens to you, it happens to everybody eventually. You play long enough, you tweak something. Something happens, you get your shoulder, your elbow, your knee, maybe your ankle, something sets you on the sidelines. You don't play as well as you want to play. You don't play as long as you want to play because you've got some kind of nagging injury. Now, last week we did a show on stacking and one of the people joining us was Justin Rogers. Justin won the uh, men's 5.0 gold medal in the Grand Canyon State Games uh, along with Dave Weinbach. And uh, in addition to being one of the best players in the country, Justin is also a licensed physical therapist. And I thought, who better to talk about preventing and overcoming nagging pickleball injuries who better than a champion and a physical therapist all rolled into one so justin has agreed to join us again this week justin thank you and welcome again to the pickleball show thanks chris appreciate you having me on the show again tell us a little bit about your background in physical therapy I've been a physical therapist for 18 years studied in california i worked in outpatient clinics for about eight years and now i've been doing home physical therapy for about 10 I mainly treat uh, people that have had hip and knee replacements, including Wayne Mugley you had on the show here recently. Oh, I, uh-huh. I worked with him on both his knees, and I uh, just love my job, and it allows me to actually uh, help people out in the community, both pickleball players and not, so I enjoy it. And we should say right at the top here uh, uh, that anything you hear Justin or I say uh, is not to be construed as doctor's advice. Be sure and consult a physician. And uh, Absolutely. Don't play pickleball without consulting a physician. Don't even get out of bed without consulting a physician. Right. I agree. I always have my recommendations and things that will probably or could help you, but you always want to check with your doctor based on your medical history and your current medications that you take because there could be interactions. And I've enjoyed uh, several of the articles that you've done on uh, Jennifer LaCour's blog at allpickleball.com. Those have been very, very informative. Uh, One of my favorite ones is the world's best ice pack. (laughs) Yes, uh, I've been tweaking that recipe for quite a while now. My patients come out with these Mickey Mouse ice packs and they don't help at all. When I first started doing the home therapy, I said, there's got to be a better way to doing this. And I knew alcohol kept water from freezing up. I just wasn't sure what percentages. So yeah, if you go onto her blog, it's got it listed in there. Basically, you can go three to one, three parts water, one part uh, 70% rubbing alcohol. And it doesn't matter what size you have. We use a gallon bag and do uh, four and a half to one and a half right around there. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, after injuries, the best thing you can do is to ice a joint or a muscle or tendon to keep it from uh, inflaming and getting worse. So yeah, thanks for uh, mentioning that article. 
Yeah, I've actually, I, I went to it the other day because it was funny when we scheduled the, the interview and we were going to talk about this topic and I thought, well, this will be fun and interesting, but I've, I count myself lucky and knock on wood, I haven't had any injuries uh, personally uh, from playing pickleball. And then just the other day, I tried out a new paddle and there was just something about the paddle that uh, after a couple hours of playing with it, my my arm just, just mm-hmm. it hurt something fierce in a in a few different spots and i thought is this tennis elbow is this what happens when people talk because i i never had it had to deal with it and i you know went on and looked at pictures i googled it and it's like up oh, sure enough there's the spot and that's where it hurts and i thought boy this is going to be uh fortuitous that i've got uh, justin already scheduled to talk <laughs> with here is that the most common injury that you see uh in pickleball is the uh, the old tennis elbow flaring up well, not just the tennis elbow, but anything that has repetition is tends to inflame. So, you know, if you talked about changing paddles, there could be several components going on there. The paddle could be a little bit heavier, could be a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. based on what how you used to swing your paddle with with the one you had previously, or it could be the balance of the paddle. You know, is it head heavy? Is it mm-hmm. is it more heavy towards the handle? And those change um, which muscles have to. Uh, accelerate and decelerate your swings, and that could cause tendonitis. I, I find that the heavier paddles for me, because I hit a lot of backhands, um, they tend to give me a little bit of, of that tennis elbow as well. So, yeah, anything new. It could be a new pair of shoes. It could be a new paddle. Just a different sport uh, could cause repetitive injuries, and you have to be careful of that. Pickleball is uh, a lot of uh, seniors play pickleball. Are there maybe are they prone to a certain type of injury that maybe somebody in their twenties, thirties, forties might not be prone to? Absolutely, uh, injuries to their hip and injuries. You see a lot of injuries to the calf muscles, Achilles tears. Um, I have a, a, a good friend that is a, a foot doctor, and he says, boy, that pickleball sends me a lot of business. Oh, really? Yeah, people tend to tear um, ligaments in their ankles because they are stiff everywhere, and the last thing to touch the ground is your foot, and the last thing to get stretched is your Achilles tendon. And, uh, you know, they're not bending their knees, they're not bending their hips. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just the hips in general, as you get older, deteriorate, and you, they could have arthritis in them, and, uh, you know... You hope they don't, they don't have a fracture while they're out there playing, but certainly twisting, bending, lurching kind of movements could result in that. So, yeah, those are the injuries that you'll see more with the elderly. What's the best kind of uh, stretching routine, or do you have a routine that you recommend to people uh, to, to prevent those kind of injuries when they hit the courts? Well, you certainly don't want to go on the court cold. So you don't want to get out of, your, get out of bed, get in your car, go to the courts, and get out and just start hitting. So... Um, I know a lot of the players do jogging around the courts where they could jog in place or ride their bicycle before they go. Uh, but you know, hundreds of muscles in the human body. And if there's one that tends to give you more trouble, that's the one you should stretch more before you play. It could be your calf muscle, could be your quad, your hamstring. Those are the most, um, prone to having pulled muscles during play. And to, to stretch them doesn't take very long. You really should hold a stretch for about 20 to 30 seconds. You only need to do it three times. And you don't bounce while you're stretching. You hold that position. But getting warmed up before you go helps bring blood into those muscles. So that's, that's helpful. And also, when you go out and first start playing, don't just start a game. You know, play a little bit. You know, play from the baseline a little bit, a little bit from up in the kitchen line, moving back and forth, let your body get warm before you start hitting the ball at full speed and at, at full strength. So. Mm-hmm. 
And so you're saying warm up even before you get in the car and go to the court, do a little pre, you know, pre travel warm up and then warm up again when you get to the court. It could be before you get in the car or you get to the court, depending on what you have available. Obviously, if, if getting on a stationary bike is better for you, uh, then you don't have that at the court. So you want to do that at, at your home or at a, a gym somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you could go for a walk around the courts for five minutes. All you need is about a five-minute warm-up. That's all I really need. And uh, you want to move all the joints while you're doing it. So both your arms and your legs, getting those going back and forth, that'll help uh, bring blood in, into them. What about nutrition? I have some people that swear by, you know, they, they, they can't go to the court without having their banana. And then others, you know, they want to they wanna have some pasta. They want to, you know, do a little carb thing <laughs> before. <laughs> does that make any, any kind of a difference, do you think, in the long term? It does. I mean, if you, have a, if you know you're going to have a long day of pickleball the next day, like a tournament, and you're going to be there all day, and you want to build up your carbohydrate storage in your body. So that's where the pasta meal comes in the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, the day of the tournament, electrolytes are important because you could be sweating and losing electrolytes, keep drinking water, but your body doesn't absorb water correctly into the cells if you're low on potassium, sodium, magnesium, those kind of electrolytes that you can find in sports drinks, or like you said, the bananas. Me personally, I love dried apricots. They are much more concentrated in potassium than bananas. They're easy to eat. They sell them uh, unsweetened actually at some of the the health food stores. So if you're a diabetic and you don't want to get all that sugar, you can find them without the sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're going to be out there all day, you need to keep something on hand to keep your electrolyte up. And that's typically a a, a calcium or potassium or sodium based um, foods. So that helps. Absolutely. Any difference uh, in a, a, a regimen between indoor play and outdoor play? Um, I don't think that makes a whole lot of difference except for the temperature. If it's hotter outdoors and you tend to sweat more, obviously you need to continue to stay hydrated better. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, don't drink sodas when you're going out there to play uh, or have your cup of coffee or uh, you know heavily caffeinated tea in the morning because those are, uh, have caffeine in them, which serve as a diuretic, which will make you also not absorb water and it'll make you cramp up. So I always tell people, avoid those the night before and the morning of if you're if you tend to cramp up and the cramps will go away wow so avoid even that far out the night before yep absolutely i remember i was in california for a tournament a couple years ago and uh ill to the whole thing at that point in time and i had a couple dr peppers the night before and i cramped up most of that next day and i just couldn't put a finger on it until a couple weeks later i had another dr pepper the morning of a term I said, this is going to get me all hyped up, give me some energy. And I cramped up that day and I had to go back track and say, what in the world's going on here? And I tied it to Dr. Pepper. So it has a lot of caffeine. So I didn't drink any for the next couple tournaments, didn't cramp at all. So wow. yeah, it's a big impact. And you think, you know, I heard that he's not a real doctor. So Dr. Pepper, <laughs> you think you could trust a doctor, but I not that one. Him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he sure got a good drink though. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, sometimes I, I remember when you say, if you tweak your ankle a little bit, if you keep on playing, it seems like you're okay. But if you, if you sit down, you know, that's when it starts to swell up and that's when it seems like, uh, now I can't play. Um, right. Is there a reason for that? Well, it's usually a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you've injured a body part, you need to go back to the old recipe of price. You protect it, you rest it, you ice it, 
uh, you compress it and you elevate it. Uh -huh. That's 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 the acronym price. So continuing to play on it, it's not good. But if you're in a tournament and you don't want to let your partner down, cinch up the laces, uh, put an ankle brace on, uh, and and the more you can keep moving, that is true. The less it'll swell up because once you stop moving the body will react to the inflammation a little bit more. And once it gets swollen, then the body has less likelihood of, of functioning properly again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're out there practicing or just playing practice games and you get an injury that causes you to continue to limp, you really should stop and go home and ice it so that you don't intensify the problem. My, my old adage with um, how much you should play and, and to prevent injuries uh, is always a three twos, T-O-O-S. You don't want to play too hard for too long for too many days in a row. So you can do a combination of those, but if you're out there every single day playing for four to five hours and you're playing as hard as you can and you're doing it seven days a week, you're going to have an injury. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of time. So I always recommend people to pace themselves. And if you have to play that hard, that's just how your personality is. You really should limit your play to a couple hours. Mm -hmm. And to be even smarter, you should play every other day to give your body some recovery time because we're all prone to have something get tweaked or pulled. And muscles tend to fatigue when they're pushed to their limits, and they do need recovery time. So Now, one of the things that uh, people have told me that uh, is their biggest frustration when it comes tournament time is that, uh, you know, normally they're playing and playing. And, yeah, they're maybe, you know, they're sitting out a game here and there. But then when it, it's tournament day, it's hurry up and wait. It's, you know, play hard, play harder than you've ever, you know, than you've played in a while. And then, boom, then you're done. And then you're sitting, you're sitting, you're sitting, you're sitting, and then, oh, now you're back up. It's just, you know, you're either at zero or you're at 10. Uh, is there a, a, a better strategy or a different strategy you need to employ when it's tournament day as opposed to just when you're going out on the courts and playing, uh, you know, in a pickup game where you're pretty much playing evenly the whole day? Absolutely. You don't want to finish a match that you've just played really hard. Say it took anywhere from a half an hour to an hour play the match and then go sit for an hour without doing anything, your body will tend to stiffen up. So you can, you're okay to go sit for a little while, but then you want to get up and walk around, do some of the stretches and then go sit a little more and then get up. So you want to keep your body varied in its positions. You don't want to put it in just one position because it will tend to stiffen up and uh, it's really hard for it to get going again. And that will make you more prone to injury as well. And again, you have to treat every match as if it's your first one of the day. So if you know you're going to play in 20 minutes or 30 minutes, because most of these tournaments have the boards that show you wait time or show that you're on deck. If you see that you're on deck and you're keeping an eye on it, you can go walk around the courts a little bit faster, get the blood flowing again. That way, again, you don't step out on the court cold and set yourself up for injuries. Now, one of the, uh, I guess, the two most dreaded words, uh, if you go to the doctor or go to a physical therapist and they say, rotator cuff. Right. You're like, oh, no, because the, the, I don't know that much about it. Fortunately, I've never had it, one of those injuries, but it's not really going to heal. It's not really going to get better. Is that true? Depends on the extent of the injury. You can have a rotator cuff tendonitis. You can have rotator cuff, even a small tear. Mm -hmm. And it, with time and with the correct treatment, you know, we talked about the price treatment, icing and taking some anti-inflammatories and that kind of treatment, the body can repair itself. But once you take a tissue and you tear it to a certain extent, it, it won't repair itself. Um, so that requires surgical intervention. And how much surgery you require depends on how bad it is. If you tear rotator cuff muscle, though, it will continue to tear if you continue to do the same activities that caused it to tear. So 
if you know it's torn and they'll call it a partial tear, you want to go ahead and get, and you want to continue to play pickleball, go ahead and get the surgery and get it fixed. If you uh, don't want to get the surgery, you can pretty much count on two things. You're going to stop playing pickleball or you're going to tear it completely, which is a more invasive surgery, surgery and a much longer recovery time, which is, will make you worse off in the long run. Mm. And what is it, mainly the overhead game that uh, aggravates rotator cuff and, and maybe makes that happen, or is it just any, any type of shot? It's, it's the overhead is, is a large um, factor in it, but it's also anything reaching out to the side with the arm kind of in a, in a dependent position. So if you're reaching out wide and swinging, that also puts heavy stress on the rotator cuff muscles. So mm-hmm. yeah, it could, could be a varied positions. Wear and tear from swinging period will cause rotator cuff muscles to have strain on them. It could be a ground stroke. It could be a volley. That also requires the rotator cuff muscles to work. They're, they're four muscles. They're small muscles. They go on the back side, top side, and front side of the shoulder and form basically a cuff, as they call it. And anyone is prone to injury. There's one that's over the top called the supraspinatus. It tends to be the most torn muscle out of all of them. And it tends to have a problem because it slides right underneath a bone from your scapula, which is your wing bone. And that bone can sometimes get little bone spurs underneath it. So every time that muscle goes underneath it, it has a chance to, be, to create friction and to, to snare it. And that can cause a tear. So, Besides stretching and warming up, uh, nothing you can do other than that to help prevent rotator cuff injuries? Well, you can do exercises to strengthen the rotator cuff. Just like anything else, if you are going out and doing a very physical activity, and that's the only time that muscle is working, it's going to be more prone to get injured versus training that muscle to work under a lighter load or with repetitive movements. Mm -hmm. So a physical therapist uh, can give you exercises to strengthen that rotator cuff uh, complex to make it stronger so that it actually does its job better and holds the shoulder joint more stable. When you do the harder activities like pickleball or volleyball or basketball, anything that requires you, like you said, to go reach overhead or out to the side. Do you see more injuries in people that play sports in the morning or uh, in the evening? Is it, uh, are you more prone to injure yourself in the morning just because you maybe have been sleeping all night and then you get up and, and uh, go play without doing proper warm-ups? I think that it, it is probably even because as the day goes on, your body gets fatigued as well. So a lot of people will get off work and go immediately to the pickleball courts and they haven't eaten, they haven't drank the right fluids, their body's already tired, and then they're asking it to perform. So I, I wouldn't say... Morning time would necessarily be the, the, the greater time to cause injury, but probably more people play in the morning. So that could be where you see more injuries just because there's a larger volume of people playing at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand. We're talking with Justin Rogers, physical therapist and 5-0 player, gold medalist in the Grand Canyon State Games this year, along with his partner, Dave Weinbach. So you guys already have some gold around your neck for 2015. What uh, are you tuning up for the Nationals coming up? We are. We're going to play Nationals together, and we also have a couple other tournaments we're going to play together. Melba Bishop Tournament, which is the SoCal Classic, is coming up in June. And then we also have Tournament of Champions in September that we'll be playing together. So those are, in my opinion, in addition to the Grand Canyon, the four largest outdoor tournaments that there are in the country. So uh, we're looking forward to playing in those. Should be fun. How many years have you been playing? I started about three and a half years ago. Wow. So you've, uh, you didn't waste any time making your way up the ranks. Well, I, I, I was able to play a lot of 
racket sports when I was younger. So I played uh, tennis four years in high school. I played um, ping pong a little bit here and there. And I think a lot of my backhand shots come from playing ping pong for some reason. And uh, those sports, I think, uh, help create the swing motion that is very similar to pickleball. So if anyone's been playing those sports, they tend to pick up pickleball a little bit quicker, I think. Any uh, non-medical, just pure strategy advice for the the 3-0, the 3-5 players out there? Well, depends on what their goals are. <laughs> if they're out there just to have fun, I tell them just keep having fun. Don't get so frustrated if you don't make the shots. It's all for fun. If they're trying to get better, um, my one word for this sport is patience. And we all could uh, use a little more patience when we're playing out there. Every shot looks like a kill shot when you're a three o four o, and uh, just learning which ones to to hit hard and which ones just to get back uh, makes a big difference on on how well you get can uh, improve your game and the results of uh, when you're playing. So yeah, that's part of my problem because I I you know I hear the philosophy of you know just just wait for the other team to make a mistake, but uh, some days it seems like I'm waiting all day long and I'm the one making the <laughs> mistakes. You know, it's like oh if I'm the weak link in this chain, and if somebody's gonna mess it up, it's gonna be me. Right. Well, it just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of practice, and uh, you know, like I said, if you're not worried about moving up into the high ranks of the tournament level and you just want to have fun it's okay to to not win and not to uh have perfect shots every time but just go out there and have fun sounds good well justin thank you so much for your time today and we look forward to uh seeing more uh, gold medal performances from you and your partner dave and uh look forward to playing healthier more injury free pickleball as a result of the good advice that you gave us today so thank you for that my pleasure chris i hope it helps Definitely check out the articles Justin has written on Jennifer LaCour's blog, allpickleball.com. We will link directly in the show notes to his uh, World's Best Ice Pack article. That is one that has really been helpful, and I think you'll enjoy it. It really does work. It's a great uh, recipe that he's concocted where you, you get a Ziploc bag, you pour in some alcohol, you pour in the water, and it makes kind of a slushy consistency. The alcohol keeps it from turning into a block of ice, so it'll really conform to whatever body part you're holding against, your elbow, your knee, wherever, and leave it on there for about 20 minutes or so. And the good thing is, if the pain is still there after 20 minutes, you know, you pop open the Ziploc bag, you pour in a little orange juice concentrate, and you've got, you know, basically a big pitcher of screwdrivers right there. It's a it's a two-pronged attack. You attack it from the outside, and then you attack that injury from the inside. No, no, no. I'm kidding, of course, about the orange juice. Use cream to coconut and make pina coladas instead. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm really just kidding. Don't drink the world's best ice pack. Do not do that without consulting a physician first. Tournament update coming up next. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. 
You're back to the Pickleball Show and your host, Chris Allen. If you are even thinking about putting on a pickleball tournament, do not make another move until you consult with Greg Thompson and Melissa McCurley of PickleballTournaments.com. Greg's with us right now. How are you doing today, Greg? Hey, I'm doing good, Chris. Thanks for the very kind introduction. We appreciate that. Oh, I've seen you guys in action, and uh, you do yeah, you do not want to put on a pickleball tournament without having these guys uh, looking out for you because they're like the guardian angels of pickleball tournaments here. Yeah, well, thank you, and and we absolutely love doing it. It's it's such a fun atmosphere, and we really enjoy just seeing the tournaments run smoothly and all the players having a great time, which uh, that's what it's all about. Well, how's tournament scene looking this week? Tournament scene this week is is looking strong. You know, pickleball is growing so rapidly, it's hard for us to even keep up with it. But this is what we got coming up this week. Um, we'll start over in the Southwest with the Riadoso Pickleball Championships. And it's at the White Mountain Tennis Complex in Riadoso, New Mexico. And the final deadline for registration for that is May 29th. All right, we're gonna swoosh on over to the Midwest. Mentor Ohio for the Madness in Mentor Skills Pickleball Tournament. This is being put on by Brian Murphy. The dates are June 13th through June 14th. So just a Saturday and Sunday tournament. Um, Should be a lot of good fun out there in Mentor. The registration started for that uh, February 9th, but you have until June 11th to register and get into this tournament. All right, sounds good. All right, so we're in the Pacific Northwest. The 2015 Oregon Senior Games at the Pine Nursery Park in Bend, Oregon. This is a great, great tournament. I hear people discuss this tournament all the time. Oregon is obviously beautiful, but this is a well-run tournament that people has a great reputation. People love the Oregon Senior Games. Um, The tournament dates June 19th through June 21st. Registration started back in December of 14, but runs all the way through May 9th. So you still have plenty of time to get in there, but if you want to play, don't delay. There you go. Kevin E. Dugan is the tournament director, uh, so let them know if you have any questions. And again, 2015 Oregon Senior Games. June 19th through the 21st in Bend, Oregon. Thanks, Greg. And remember, you can contact Greg and Melissa at pickleballtournaments.com. Thank you also to Justin Rogers for his great advice on overcoming and preventing pickleball injuries. Oh, why do there have to be injuries? Whatever happened to the days of playing and playing and getting up the next day and playing and playing again? Or playing Little League, and uh, you skin your knee playing Little League, and the coach says, "Ah, just rub some dirt on it. You'll be okay. Get back in there. That's all I want. I just want to be able to rub some dirt on it and go continue playing. (laughs) But we're going to take a little spring break next week, but we will be back with a special summertime format of the Pickleball Show. We think you're really going to enjoy it. Head over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button. That way you'll never miss an episode. And if you think it's appropriate, leave us a five-star review. We certainly appreciate your support. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next time, keep them low. 
the Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. Free PBX Club.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.